episode 111. So long and thanks for all the fish. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host and co-founder of The Games We Play, Brian, and with me this week, my co-host is my wife, Emily. I'm Emily. And welcome back, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 111 of The Games We Play podcast. I know it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we'll, We'll get there and talk about what's been happening here at the podcasts and some hiatus and some things going on so we'll lead off here that in a little bit if you're a returning listener you'll know what we're talking about if you are a new time listener thanks for tuning in we really appreciate it uh this episode is going to be a little different because uh, we had a little hiatus and some stuff going on behind the scenes but hang in with us we'll talk about it and then we'll probably talk about a game or something or two we'll get there we'll talk about it okay well now that i got the intro out of the way let's just jump into it so we haven't had a new episode out in two weeks, which is really abnormal. Uh, basically, up to this point, I think we only missed one week, and that was just because of illness and and whatnot. Um, and then we had two weeks off the last two weeks. So this this should have been episode actually one, uh, what, 113 right now. So uh, I just want to give a status update what's going on here behind the scenes, uh, just because we like doing the podcast and we keep it out pretty consistently, but... I just hate not getting it out there, but some things came up the last two weeks. So where do we even begin? Do we just rewind and talk about what happened two weeks ago or what? Like, like, I don't know where to start. What's been going on with you lately, Brian? Oh, my word. Uh, So the last two weeks kind of (laughs) sucked. Essentially, what happened is um, last week, or I guess two weeks ago now, uh, we were supposed to, we talked about this on the podcast, we're going to have a staycation, have a vacation. Oh, yeah. So Emily and I both took some time off. Uh, Also, Chris happened to be going on vacation that week as well to Colorado. So it just kind of all worked out that way. I think that last day, that Friday, you know, I finished up work, everything was fine. I'm like, yay, now I get a whole week off. It's been a while. I don't even remember the last time I took a full week off. It'd been a year or two, maybe pre-pandemic, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it'd been a really long time. So that next morning, uh, wake up, were, you weren't even home, were you? No, I was shopping with some friends. Yeah, you were out and about. And so my stomach started hurting, which I've been having some stomach pains, um, I don't know, the last month or two, uh, even went into the the urgent care, which now they should have caught it, actually, because yeah. this was the starting signs of, of what was happening. Uh, but they couldn't really figure out what was going on, and they didn't want to give me a CT scan because radiation or whatever. So they, I don't know. They, if they had caught it back then, I'm just curious. I'd wonder how much of this could have been avoided. But right. neither here or there, whatever. Uh, so I started having severe abdominal pain, like severe, severe. Like I was like hunched over... Um, feeling super nauseous i started throwing up like i just could not keep anything down um it was the worst pain and it was on my left side so i know it was in my appendix um so i i didn't know what was going on my stomach had been hurting the last couple weeks i thought maybe an ulcer or something just from stress from work and everything going on and it would hurt um a couple nights a week uh but it would kind of go away it was nothing severe it was just uncomfortable uh but this was completely different so um, I was kind of dealing with it and it was just me and, and Denver, you weren't even home and it kind of got better and then it started getting even worse and then you got home and I think that's actually when the throwing up started. So we decided we need to go into the doctor 
because uh, it was not getting any better. It was excruciating pain. There's absolutely excruciating pain. And uh, I just didn't think I could make it in the vehicle because just how nauseous I was. So Emily called the ambulance and had a ride down to the ER on that Saturday morning and uh, through a bunch of tests and, and eventually a CT scan. Uh, it, it was a kidney stone. Um, kidney stones. <laughs> it was funny at the time when you're doing that, but now post, like it's not oh, too, soon. Sh- too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> um, so it was kidney stones. They, they basically... Uh, referred me on to a urologist, gave me some pain meds and some other stuff, uh, and then sent me home. I was like, okay. Um, they did like give me a bunch of stuff in the hospital for pain and nausea and everything. So I was feeling pretty stable, but um, those painkillers only went so far because what was it? Was it Sunday the next day already? That or was it Monday? It was Monday. I mean, Sunday you weren't feeling great. Yeah, Sunday I wasn't feeling great. And I- then Monday we went to the urologist. And then Monday night, we the went pain was back too bad to the again. ER. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I was getting nauseous again, right? And I, I couldn't. Yeah. The painkillers were just not doing anything. I was in severe pain. So went back to the ER, another ambulance. We were there ride. all night. Yeah, got what time did we go? A- was, was it like 1 in the morning? Yes, and then we got home at 6 a.m. Yeah, I was there from 1 to 6 in the ER. Uh, I had not got to sleep yet. Emily slept like an hour or two, maybe. Maybe. Um. And I was feeling nauseous again. Like I was like, I couldn't even swallow like painkillers. Even if I got one down, it wasn't doing anything. And so again, they gave me stuff and they gave me some nausea medicine to help like with the nausea. um, So then I could keep painkillers and down. So again, I I was pretty stable the rest of my Monday just because they had given me a bunch of stuff in the hospital. We had met with the urologist and scheduled the surgery for Wednesday, right? Two days later. Yes. So we were in the ER all night, Monday night, into Tuesday morning. Then we went out to West Des Moines. Oh, yeah, because I had to get a COVID test. Yes. <laughs> so, like, on Tuesday, they're, like, they called at, like, 10 in the morning. They're, like, okay, you need a COVID test. You have to go to this place, which is 30 minutes away. And they stopped testing at noon. It's, like, 1030. It's, like, uh, okay. So we, like, scrambled to get everything together. And we drove out there. And by the time they gave me the COVID test, I was doubled over in pain and yep. nauseous So I just again. drove you straight to the hospital. So we went. You you drove me to the hospital this time. Yeah, and they end up admitting me just because I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't. No painkillers were doing anything. So they admitted me to the hospital overnight. Um, and then Wednesday morning, then you had your surgery. Then had my surgery. Uh, so what they did is just br- they broke up the the kidney stone. It was a seven and a half millimeter, which is pretty big. I think at four millimeters is the smallest or the largest you can pass naturally. So it was it was about double the size of a passable one. Um, but essentially, it was clogging up your the ureter from the kidney to the bladder. Not only does that cause a lot of pain and pressure, but it also can cause uh, di- uh, infection and other complications potentially. So it's going to be a big deal. So they broke it up. But the doctor said it was fine, right? Got all the pieces broken up into small pieces. Yeah. Um, the idea is then they would pass naturally. Uh, so it was just outpatient. You know, I left like half an hour after the procedure was done and after I got up from anesthesia. Went home, was pretty sore, uh, uh, <laughs> uncomfortable, yeah. uh, but not in pain. Not in pain like I had been the last like three days. Um, the rest of the day went pretty well. The anesthesia, I just, I, I always kind of react to it, kind of nauseous and stuff. So once that got on my system by Thursday, I was, I was actually feeling better. I kind of felt like I was on the mend, uh, no major pain to speak of. The nausea was a lot better. Um, so I, you know, I thought everything was on the uphill and, and, um, then Friday morning came around. (laughs) So Friday morning, uh, it was weird. It was just a timing thing. Actually, uh, my mom was coming over to help, you know, mow the lawn just because I, 
you know, Emily hadn't been around. I obviously hadn't couldn't mow or anything, and my mom likes mowing. So she offered to mow. So she had just come over. And it was like eight something in the morning, and it was like went from zero to a hundred with pain, like even worse pain than before. And I'm like, this isn't right. Uh, this isn't normal. I think they said that if that happened again, it's, you know, to come in or something. I think, or did we call the urologist? I, I, I called the doctor and they told us to go in. Yep. 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 Cause I was feeling nauseous again too. And mm-hmm. the extreme pain. So called the, <laughs> called the ambulance. Cause I, I really was just hunched over. Couldn't even move. Uh, so another ambulance ride that makes how many ambulance three. rides? Do we have three. Is that what we ended yes, up with? Three. three. Yeah. Um, another ambulance ride Friday morning, uh, got into the ER, they did more tests and they did another CT scan. Um, and sure enough, uh, there were the, all the pieces f- went down lower towards the bladder, but blocked again, like a big They blockage. all clumped up and made a blockage. Yeah. Another blockage, which shouldn't have happened if the kidney stone was a seven and a half millimeter. Right. They measured it wrong. So yeah, the urologist thinks that they measured it wrong to begin with. And that, what did he estimate it at? 11 It was millimeter? 1.1. It was 11. It, so it was a 1.1 centimeter. Yeah. 11 millimeters, which is yes. giant. Is, that's huge. That's big. That's three times a normal. So passing. when they broke it up into pieces, the pieces were still too big to pass. They were still Right, because when they were looking at it in context of the original surgery, you see in the x-ray, you break it up, you see the pieces, well, if it's seven and a half, you break it up into pieces that are uh, a fifth of it, right? Those are small enough to pass. Right, but they weren't. At 11 millimeters, they're not big enough to pass. They're not small enough to pass. Yeah. Yes. So, we spent 11 hours in the ER that day. Finally, the ER was so backed up, and I was in pain the whole time. It was ridiculous. Oh, Oh, my gosh. That was like torture. Yes. They admitted you. Then Saturday you had another surgery and spent that another night in the hospital. Yep. So they actually went up with the scope and took all the pieces out. Yep. And then they put a stent in. Um, Basically that whole night before the surgery though, um, they had me on a morphine drip. That was the only way they could keep the pain down to even a manageable level. It was pretty crazy. Um, Just a constant drip. That messes with you, man. I felt so disgusting. Like I felt hung over by I was think I think it was on it by like six hours by the time I was gonna go to sleep and I just felt like hung over and gross. Just no food, nothing to drink, and just just a morphine drip all day. I did help with the pain, which was nice considering how bad it was, but um, yeah, so the surgery went well on Saturday. They got all the pieces out, they put a stent in. Basically, it's a plastic tube from my kidneys down to my bladder. Um, which is probably the most uncomfortable thing I've experienced thus far. And I still have to have, it's been what, like a week now and I still have to have it in there for another week and a half. It's terrible. Um, like you can actually feel it. Like if I move around enough or get a position, I can actually feel it in my kidney. And then like, oh man, I, I I guess probably too much information past that, but let's just say it's uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) it's not, I would not, uh, I would not suggest to get one if you, if you didn't have to, I'm just, uh, I'm afraid of them taking it out. That's, that sounds miserable. Right. Cause they're just going to use lidocaine and go up there and pull it out. Oh, anyway, it's going to (laughs) be terrible. Oh, okay. Anyway, neither here or there. So anyway, um, didn't come home till Sunday, right? Last week. Yep, 4th of uh, July. 4th of July. So my 4th of July, half of the day was in the hospital recovering and then finally getting home and just trying to settle a little bit from being in the hospital a few days and two yeah. surgeries in a week. And Yeah, so we went to the ER, three ambulance rides, four ER trips, three nights in a hospital and two surgeries. Yep, yep, in a week from Saturday to Sunday, Saturday to Saturday essentially. 
so that was that was our vacation <laughs> that entire week was the staycation <laughs> so we did i could we did get the monday off because <laughs> we already had that off um but i'm just i just wasn't up for working so i haven't worked this last week either um just sitting up uh in in a sit-up position is extremely uncomfortable uh, i have to be in a recline s- session just because of the stint and everything with it Thankfully, this last week has been rough. I mean, uh, but every day's gotten better, healing better, feeling, starting to feel back to normal, uh, starting to feel less, com- you know, discomfort um, and, and a lot of the other side effects. So um, definitely on the mend. Uh, but that's what's happened the last um, basically two weeks <laughs> is recovering from all that and experience that. Yes. It, it, was, it was probably the worst experience of my life. I, I'm not exaggerating here. Um you know, everybody hears about kidney stones. Not a lot of people have experienced them, but even the urologist who's, who uh, was a female, she said that she she's had birth, you know, childbirth, and she's had kidney stones. She said the kidney stone was way more painful than the childbirth um, and basically had to deal with it twice with some extreme pain. Um, I would not recommend it. It was extremely dis- – the whole thing sucked. It was terrible. Worst. I'd rather break my arm again than go through that again with the kidney stones, so <laughs> – uh, well, hopefully you don't have to go through it again. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, that's what's uh, been going on in my world. Um, that's why we haven't had an episode in two weeks. Um, I just, even if I could have recorded something, I just wouldn't have felt up to editing, like sitting in the office chair for even more than five minutes in the last week. I, I couldn't be able to handle it. So um, sitting here in the office chair here already for a half an hour and feeling pretty good. So things are, things are definitely progressing. That's good. So. The only bummer thing is never got to play any board games the last two weeks. Nope. Um, you would think with all the extra spare time, but just I couldn't even sit in a chair more than a couple minutes without feeling extreme discomfort and pain um, or just the nausea and everything. Just even the the antibiotics they had me on for those first few days home, man, those those knocked me off my butt. Those were some of those side effects were worse than sometimes the, even the kidney stones. So thankfully no infection and everything like that, but still... Um, Terrible experience. I would not uh, advise or recommend <laughs> a kidney stone. Drink water, a lot of water. Watch yes. your diet. Be yeah. healthy. Uh, that's that's my suggestion. Don't ever get a kidney stone. It's t- worst experience ever. <laughs> that's that. Zero stars. Would not recommend. Yeah, zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Um, anyway, so that's that's what's been going on. Uh, so hopefully everybody's been doing okay. Uh, again, sorry about the last two weeks, but uh, I, I'm sure. You forgive us or something. It doesn't or not. Matter. Whatever. <laughs> I guess whatever. You're getting this for free, so who are you to complain? <laughs> All right. Uh, but, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't actually talk about a board game or two. So let's go ahead and move on from this a little bit and talk about some board game stuff. I think there's some board gaming news in the last two weeks that we missed. We missed out a lot of stuff that's been happening. So it'd be kind of fun to talk about that a little bit. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on and talk about something that's been on our table. All right, Emily. So last week, or the, not last week, the last episode with Chris, Chris and I added a new segment uh, called uh, Shelf of Shame. The idea is to pick a game that's on on our shelf, um, kind of, but, you know, shameful that we haven't played it yet, right? Something like that. So I picked out, and I know we talked about this potentially before, but Puzzle Strike was a game that's been sitting on our shelf for five years now, I think, and it was still in shrink wrap. Uh, so I unshrunk it and we actually played it. This was right before the kidney stone. So this was a couple weeks ago. So Emily, we actually did get this to the table um, after an hour of punching it out. <laughs> at least it seemed like punching it out for an hour. Um, so essentially this game is advertised as a 
they, they called it a deck building game, but without cards. Uh, I, I, I think they're just kind of be cheeky, but it's essentially a, it is kind of like a deck building card, but it's really a bag building game. So you have these poker chips or these, it's pretty thick cardboard. I mean, really thick. It reminds me of Pogs. Oh yeah, that's a for all the millennials. It literally old, looks older. like pogs. <laughs> uh, some of the some of the older people might not know what that is, or younger kids. Uh, but if you're our age, you'll know what pogs are. Uh, but yeah, they they really do remind me of pogs. Maybe even a little thicker than pogs. Yeah. Um. But but essentially, they come in different varieties. You got your starting hand, if you will. So everybody starts with the same ones that have the same abilities. Um. And then you set it up by selecting, I think, nine or ten random ones. And I, I think there's like 20-something in there. So there's a little randomness to the variable setup, just like a just like a deck building game. And um, and then there's gems and not some other stuff. So the idea is you're building up and acquiring these gems or these, uh, uh, you're, you're just collecting these these chips and putting them in your bag. And then on your turn, you're, you're drawing them out. So um, it, it's just like a deck building where you draw out five and then there's a discard yeah. pile. And, and then if it's ever empty, you put it back in there and, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, essentially, you're, I think the idea is you're supposed to be playing like an old school Tetris puzzle type game. I think. Poyo Poyo so. or or what's that? I think so. Like Busta Move, if you ever anybody's ever played those. Not quite like Tetris, but that kind of idea is where you're matching up stuff and then, you know, you're clearing lines and sending junk, if you will, like if you get enough combos to the other players thing you know like their containers or screen if you're thinking video game and the idea is you're trying to overflow them so that's what you're going for is uh, you're, you're trying to set yourself up to send gems to the other players playing area and it's i think it's the first person to get 10 loses um and it's it's actually a really quick game what it played in 20 30 minutes uh basically every turn you have to grab a gem uh and, and keep adding it to your play area so what there's technically a maximum of of 10, 10 rounds really that you could play this game. Um, but all the rest of the chips that you're going to be doing are going to give you actions or things you can do uh, further by acquiring more chips, uh, combining your chips so you can combine your numbers to make bigger numbers. The reason you might do that is because when you send chips over, there's counters that you can use on some of the chips to counter them, send them back. Uh, but there's uh, the highest count four cannot be countered. So, you know, you're trying to progress and combine and try to get these four diamond chips so then you can send those over and then they can't do anything about it and try to win the game. Um, and then and then each player starts with a different character, and they have starting chips, and those are all... It's, so it's kind of a variable player power where each uh, each character has a different theme, if you will, and does different things. Um, and that's basically the game. Um, so, Emily, what did you think about this when we played it? Uh, it was okay. I would personally rather just play an actual deck-building game, <laughs> like Dominion. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I mean, it's basically it had the same feel. I mean, even even in the instruction book uh, for the game, they they gave thanks and credit to Dominion for heavy inspiration for the game. Which, right? When you play the game, it kind of felt like it, it kind of did f feel like Dominion because yeah. like, you you had one action, one buy, um, just like Dominion, and then there was chips that gave you more buys, more actions, stuff like that. Right. Um, so it was basically the game. It's just not a card game. Right. I felt like the chips were just kind of fiddly, which I don't know why they felt different than cards. I mean, they're smaller. I guess smaller text. Um, I mean, it's a little different than Dominion, obviously, just because you're trying to go for the gyms and, and stuff like that. Um, it's because you lost, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> 
know. I don't know. I would like to play again, obviously. I always want to play again. Um, I had, I don't know, for some reason I struggled with the whole sending gems over and then blocking the gems you sent to me, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it wasn't necessarily that complicated a game, though. It wasn't. Though. It wasn't. There's only like three or four different types of chips, and you once you kind of read over it and understood it, it was right. pretty I, straightforward. I got it. I just lost, and I don't know. Hmm. I'd rather play Dominion. I kind of liked this just with the puzzle aspect of it, where... You're, you can work up and combine gym chips, and there's a lot of there's a lot of cool abilities, but some of them are at detriment. They're like, okay, well, you can do this, but you have to take on an extra gym. It's like, ooh, like that's you have to right. make some difficult decisions. So it's not just straight up helping. I don't know. It was interesting. There were some different types of mechanics and how it interacted right. with those gyms, and then combining the gyms and splitting them up. And I, I don't know. It was it was kind of interesting. I did like having the your own player powers. Like you yeah, had a specific cool. character that you got those chips from the very beginning. Yep. I really liked that part of it. Yeah. I I think we went with the, I think we just picked two, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, my, my character was a little more defensive. So early game, I was kind of slow to get going. In fact, you started piling on and you almost had me down. But then like at the end, I pulled out a crazy good turn. Well, if I remember correctly, I think one of my player powers was that like each time I did something, you got a gem. Yep, yep. Yeah, she was stacking them on early for me. Yeah. Uh, yours was very uh, attack and quick at the beginning game, um, but you kind of fizzled out. And mine, with my abilities and combined with some better chips, kind of had a good end game. So it was kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see just the play styles even a little different. And um, even selecting the different chips that you could buy to put into your bag really kind of comboed with your character a little different depending on which character you had. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely think there's replayability. I think there's like 12 characters, which is pretty cool. So there's a lot of variety there. There's like 20 different of those quote unquote decks yeah. uh, that you could randomize and put in. Um, the storage, we didn't talk about the storage on the box. Yeah. That's great. It was a great storage. Great job elaborating. I was leaving it to you to talk a little bit more because I've been talking a lot. Yeah, so inside the box there is a plastic insert and with dips in it to put your chips in. And each part is labeled. It's perfectly sized out to put each section of the different chips into, which is really nice. That was really nice. And then I like—I do like the bags. Instead of shuffling your cards all the time, you just put the chips back into shake your bag and times. shake it up and then pull them out. I like that. That was, I, I, you know, and that's what I almost kind of liked without having a deck. You don't have to worry about shuffling, people bending cards. Um, they're really <laughs> thick chips. You're not going to be able to hurt those really at all. Right. I don't know. I think um, we need some chip sleeves. <laughs> chip sleeves. I'm I don't just think joking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's taking a little far, chip sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> for the three games out there that use chips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a very lucrative business idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- that was a pretty cool um, game. I-, I-, I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. The artwork and stuff is kind of cheesy and kind of low Yeah, the budget. box doesn't look great. Like on the outside. The yeah. inside is nice. The outside is like, meh. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't play it based on the box cover no and i think that's why i sat on the shelf for five years <laughs> yeah. but then i looked on a bgg and i think it has a seven point something um <laughs> and certain editions are selling for crazy amounts of money uh, as well it's kind of crazy 
Didn't you say there's a lot of expansions? There's one standalone oh. expansion for it. I think it's called Puzzle Strike Shadows. Came out in 2012. Puzzle Strike came out in 2011, 2012, and it looks like it is out of print. So, whoops. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so too bad if you wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so I. I I think we have the older version. So they made a third edition, which it looks like they added like player boards and they added in some new chips, puzzle chips, uh, more banks and then screens and character chips Fancy. and stuff like that. So um, we don't have that, but it looks like you can buy an upgrade pack to upgrade yours, ours to the third edition, which you might do that. Having your own player mat is kind of nice. It would be nice. nice to have the player mat for the section for the gems. And then, like, your player section. And there, and there's also screens that keep stuff hidden, I guess, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure why, but maybe that's part of it. Um, well, the Shadows expansion? Maybe. So the upgrade pack is, like, $45, probably because it's out of print. But um, I don't see the one that we have on sale for anywhere. Like, oh, eBay, it's 40 bucks. Oh. Um, so that's not too bad. Yeah. So you can still pick this up, but you know, I, I did enjoy it. It is like a six, seven game, really light, uh, just a different, nice twist on, on, um, nice twist on a, a deck builder. So yeah, chip it was interesting. Builder. a chip builder, bag builder. It's really a bag builder. I don't know why they call it a deck building chip game. I, I think they were trying to be cheeky about it. And this was in 2011. Like, right there. I don't, this is new. Yeah, I, I mean, Quack, Quacks of Quindlenburg and some of those other games that do bag building weren't even out. So this was kind of a new concept. Yeah. Good stuff, Emily. Good stuff. <laughs> we also, I think that same weekend, we played tons and tons of Crazy Eights with Timber. <laughs> oh, yes. That well, it was the beginning of our staycation, so. Yeah, it was that Friday night, wasn't it? Was it was the Friday night, our first night of vacation. And right we before the kidney stone. played a bunch of games. 12 hours before the ticking time bomb. Because yeah. I remember us oh, playing yeah. all those games and we're like, oh, sweet. We're just kick this off this we, vacation. We're going to play so many games. We played Puzzle Strike and Quicks and Fiverr Fendon. And a lot, a lot of Crazy Eights. And then Crazy Eights. Denver likes that game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that Fiver Fiver Finden game. I mean, that was I, I, that's such a fun family game. I love that game. It's that's one good. of my favorites. It's, it's definitely the more you play it, the better you get too. You start seeing the puzzles and the shapes, and I finally beat Emily. <laughs> oh man, it's one of my favorite games that we can play as a family. Emily always kicks her butt. She was like killing us, and I finally beat her in the last round. It was amazing. Ugh. Like I actually found five shapes and got like two of the highest score ones and finished first. So I and then it was a double the score. It was a it was probably the best round of five offended I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I gamed out of my mind and I still only beat Emily by like ten points. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I did. I beat Emily by eleven points. It was my top score. I was gaming out of my mind to win that one. I don't know. They, there was other rounds before. Where I'm like, it was yeah. A Heated Piper Fenden game. And I look over Emily and she's got, I'm like, what? I didn't even see that one. Jeez. Like 18 points. I'm like, I got 11. But yeah, game down in my mind for Piper Fenden to win. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Finally beat you. Knew it happened one of these days. Only took us 20 plays or so. (laughs) Actually, that'd be a really fun, um, Piper Fenden would be a fun tournament game tournament game like if we had a bunch of people over again for it would be um yeah it'd be really cool and it's a, yeah. it's a cheap game great game 
Greek Family game, Greek but game. Uh, we've talked about it before, so you can go back and look at some previous. Uh, we won't go into detail about it. So good stuff. Anyway, that's what's been going on for gaming. Unfortunately, I haven't played any games in two weeks. Yeah, some maybe this week. Um, yeah, I'm definitely feeling better. I'm going to back to work this night. Ne- you know, tomorrow I guess is Monday. Yeah, going back to work tomorrow. So. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Might be uncomfortable. I might take a half day or something. Um, <laughs> I won't go into much more details because you don't need to know, but let's just say it's not very comfortable. <laughs> anyway, cool. So, um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Listen, let's listen to there. Um, and then let's talk about a little news. Uh, Gen Con stuff came out. Uh, I was also, in, we got invited to a press conference for, um, it was kind of like a press chat thing uh, with Restoration Games. So, we got some news there I want to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump out and talk about some gaming news. All right, so some gaming news. With your lead anchor, Brian. Uh, So, like I said, we actually got invited to a Restoration Games uh, press thing. I don't know uh, what they called it, but they invited some, some content creators and stuff like that. So we got on the list. Which is pretty fun, pretty exciting. That's so, cool. got to watch Justin and uh, Rob Davio talk about uh, some upcoming games and news with Restoration Games. If you're not familiar with familiar with Restoration Games, they're a company that started up, I think, about four or five years ago, and they take old intellectual property that is just not around anymore, right? You know, hasn't been published since the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, and they acquire those IPs from other companies, typically, like. Uh, Milton Bradley, you know, those type of big publishers, mass market publishers, and then they buy the rights to them. And then in some cases, they've actually found the original designers and helped. uh, They kind of modernize the games, make them a little more to the modern hobby, change some of the rules, and then they update the look of it and aesthetics and then reprint it. And then you got a new game. Uh, So probably one of the more popular ones that we like is Downforce. We've talked about Downforce a lot. It's a, it's a good favorite of ours. I mean, how, how many we've introduced this to a lot of different people. Yeah, and Fireball Island. Oh, yeah, Fireball Island, too. Yeah, that's a classic uh, game. Probably people more heard of Fireball Island actually back in the 80s, you know, the original game, the Downforce, but Fireball Island's so good. So good. Anyway, so speak of Fireball Island, uh, so some of the news I was running through is they actually partnered with a company called Goliath, and they are publishing a new smaller version of Fireball Island. Uh, so they're actually streamlining the rules a little bit, which is kind of funny. If you've ever played Fireball Island, it's not terribly complex, but they're taking out some of the fiddly things like the passports and stuff like that. And the board, I think, is going to be just a little smaller. And it is actually going to be a Target exclusive that's coming out. And it's going to be cheaper. I think it's only going to be $30, maybe $40, which is a lot more accessible than an $80, yeah, $100 version. Board- the board that we have is pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. They're just scaling it down just a smaller size, but you still get the flavor of the game and it's going to be a little more family friendly and a little more streamlined. So not as complex with some of the like the passports, you know what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. even when we played Denver, he doesn't seem to understand the passport thing. But um, other than that, he gets it. So so that's coming to Target as a Target exclusive. Another Target exclusive that's coming. Maybe this is. Yeah, I think this is. I'm really excited about this one. It's catapults and crossbows. Have you heard of this one, Emily? I have not. You probably not because you're not a you weren't a little boy and growing up in the 90s, (laughs) 80s, Uh, not to be like gender. I was uh, too busy with my pogs. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, catapults and crossbows was this game where you had you had your castle like this plastic castle and you had um, guys and you had these catapults. 
and crossbows on the guys that had like rubber bands. And essentially you would take turns physically launching like boulders and crossbows at your enemy and trying to hit the other guy's figures and knock down their castle. Like physically, like it would come apart as you hit it. And it was like, you're just trying, that's the game. It was kind of a very physical toy type thing, but you launch stuff at each other. That's cool. It was really fun. I, I remember I remember going to a friend's house and playing it, and uh, he had a he had the game, and oh, it was so much fun. Uh, unfortunately, it was pretty expensive, if I recall. Never got it myself, unfortunately. Yeah, but <laughs> Well, now you can! No, I get to. Yeah, so they're updating it to modern, and they're actually making some expansions to it to make it more complex of a gameplay. Um, so that's really cool. I'm really, really excited about this one, actually. Um, the Kickstarter, I believe, is coming in October for Catapults and Crossbows. We'll talk about it more on this podcast when it comes live because this is going to be instant back for me. It's so much I, like this is something I could play with Denver and he would absolutely love this. Can yes. you imagine sitting us up in the living room oh, and like yeah. launching, <laughs> launching yeah. boulders and crossbows? <laughs> yeah, so cool. Uh, so it's kind of that medieval theme, but it's um, it's just like lighthearted and fun. Anyway, good stuff. It's a, more of a toy than a board game, but you know, pretty cool. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, they just gave an update on the status of the Dark Tower. Uh, right now it's in print. I'm really excited about this, that they're, um, that it's in production right now. Hopefully they're going to be wrapping it up. And obviously with the supply and demand stuff, it might be delayed until next year, but really excited about this. Um, can't wait to get that tower on the table. It's going to be so cool. So cool. Um, they're also releasing a t- new version of Downforce that's a Target exclusive. Uh, it's going to have six new powers, but basically the same game, same board, same car, same size. Um, and I believe it's going to be a, just a hair cheaper because they're making it smaller packaging um, and a little more efficient. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, I mean, we talked about this a little bit. We've introduced this game to a lot of people, and we've had people go look it up, but I think MSRP is pretty expensive. So will you buy the new version then? I don't think so. There's yeah. really no reason to. It's the same game. Okay. I guess it downforce on it's on Amazon for $33, dollars. That's not bad. No, it is not too bad. But I think the price point they're going is cheaper. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, but it's definitely going to be a Target exclusive. So um, that's a great game. And man, tar- with that on there, the shelves like Target's. You know, they kind of have slumped the last year or two. They've been putting these really crappy party games out there. Remember a few years ago, there were some really good games. I was going to say, for a while, they are doing great. And then the last year or two, that's just been just, you go and it's like, man, what is all these crappy COVID has ruined everything. Crappy games. So it looks like they're on their way to get some better games finally on the shelf at Target. So good for them. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming back. Uh, so that's exciting. So if you've been wanting to get downforce or something, you can look out for that coming into Target. Um they talked about Key to the Kingdom. We talked about it a little bit. The release is coming soon, whatever. It's a do- dual-sided board that f- goes and there's a hole and like the board folds and you go through the portal. It's it's kind of interesting. It's an old game that they're reprinting. I think we talked about it last year, two years ago. Um, they talked about Unmatched. I haven't played this game. I've looked into this a little bit. It just seems like a really luck card 1v1 game that, I don't know, whatever. Who cares? I'll skip over that. Um... <laughs> Uh, I guess there's the old Sid Saxon game that they're remaking called, and they're calling it Buried Treasure. And by buried, not like buried, B-U-R-R, it's B-E-R-R, like berries. And it's a theme with squirrels and berries and them hiding fruit, I guess. (laughs) It's a card game with tableaus and stuff like that. It looks a little interesting, cool theme. That looks interesting. Um, So they announced that that's a new game coming out that they're making. Uh, They did announce Unmatched Digital Edition. So this might be what I might try because i've never played on match but just watching it 
just seems like a luck card game. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I like the idea that they have like Jurassic Park where you could play as the Raptors as one of the characters. The Raptors. Or uh, what they just did like Deadpool. So they've teamed up with some cool IPs. Uh, Back to the Future they've done. Um, it, it just seems interesting. But it, the gameplay just seems really blah and too random. I don't know. Uh, and then the last thing they announced is a game called Thunder Road Vendetta. So Thunder Road is an old 1980s game, and I, I had to look this one up. Uh, this seems right up Chris's alley. I almost guarantee that Chris has right. played this, to be honest. <laughs> yes. uh, but basically, the board is this really long, skinny board. And it, think Mad Max, you know, that old desert dirt rally. And you actually had these cars, like literal almost like matchbox cars and you're essentially fighting each other on the map. Okay. <laughs> That's what Thunder Road was, I guess. Okay. Um, here, I'll pull up some pictures for you. The It came out in 1986, so it's an older game. It's as old as us. But yeah, look at this. Like look at this. There's like actual cars. It's like it's like Mad Okay, Max. that's actually kind of cool. It looks like Mad Mad Max, right? Yes, it um, does. Where you have, it's like that steampunk and there's like spikes and barbed wires and big vehicles rusted out. And you, you have guys like trying to shoot each other and um, okay, it's kind of card based. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you, you can see people obviously took like matchbox cars and modified them and you could just use it that way. Anyway, I guess this is an old cult classic. I never got to play it, but it does look interesting. Definitely looks up Chris's Alley. Yeah. So They're remaking it. So um, they actually got the original designer too. To help remake it. So it's something to look forward to. This is really interesting. I could, it's these type of games that I think the early 80s and 90s, like they really experimented with board games in an odd way. I mean, just think of even like Thunderball Island is a perfect example, or this Thunder Road. Just it's kind of a mismatch of like toys and board games. It was kind of an yeah. interesting era of, of board gaming. Um, but it's interesting to see restoration games getting on, on some of this. So um, nothing, something to check about. I think October there's a Kickstarter coming out for it as well. So something to check out. We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, that that's the news from Restoration Games. I'm really excited about the catapults and crossbows. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Emily's gonna come home one day. I'm gonna be like laying on the floor, like <laughs> aiming my crossbow, <laughs> shooting it. At. <laughs> oh man, good times. Oh, you're such a nerd. I know. <laughs> And then when we go to bed, Emily's going to be out there playing it. She's like, I've always wanted to play with this. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, don't tell anyone. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, that's kind of the Kickstarter news going on right now. Uh, There's nothing really, or that's really the board gaming news that's going on right now. There's not a lot of Kickstarter stuff going on right now. The shipping uh, worldwide is just absolutely ridiculous, like two or three times the price. A lot of Kickstarters are, uh, companies are having some hard times even fulfilling the Kickstarters right now. Uh, in a lot of cases, they have their product printed and it's just sitting in China in a warehouse trying to get shipping containers. And if they can get shipping containers, the prices are astronomical. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And it's kind of interesting. I, I already know with one of the Kickstarters, they, they talked about it a little bit and they're actually eating the cost. They're, they're saying that the shipping containers were going to cost $7,000 more per container than they originally budgeted for the Kickstarter because between the Kickstarter starting and then now, uh, obviously with the pandemic and then the shortage, uh, price has just gone crazy skyrocketed. Um, and so they're eating the cost of that, which is 
pretty nice not to come back to them and say, hey, you, you, you owe more money for shipping. And, you know, bigger companies can do that. But what about some of these smaller publishers? I don't know. It should be interesting to see. I uh, might see a board game bubble crash almost. I, I almost suspect that might happen uh, because this pricing and, and, and shipping is just going to really, it's really going to pull these smaller publishers and kind of be prohibitive from getting into the market almost. Right. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. I just I think that's partly why we're not seeing hardly any Kickstarters. Like if you go on Kickstarter support games, there's like hardly anything out there. There's only a couple big ones and that's it. There's really not much out there. It's pretty sparse right now. Well, maybe this is a sign we need to play more shell games on our shelves. Yeah, it might be a bump of like uh yeah, maybe. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, anything else you want to talk about, Emily, before we take off? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we do. Sorry, this was heavy on the talking. So, um, this was heavy on the talking, less on board game stuff. So I apologize. Not terribly, uh, not terribly normal for us, but just the last two weeks have been pretty awful. Yes. <laughs> pretty bad. They have so, been. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> it is Hopefully what it is. Hopefully it gets better. Yeah, I, I was talking to Corey this last week, though. His baseball with his sons finished, softball's almost done, and then he that you know that kind of frees up things here um, in the next month. And I know same with Chris. So um, Chris is not doing football this this fall either. So uh, oh. I know we've been talking about some game days and everything. And now that I'm and gonna... I won't be working. Oh yeah, that's the big news too. Is uh, yes. you're, you're done working or going to be done working here in a month and a half six weeks so emily decided to step away from her work and um her business and come be a stay-at-home mom i guess i i guess if that's what you want to call it <laughs> i mean i don't know about just a stay-at-home mom well you know but, what i mean yes you know what i mean yeah uh, eventually school you you know finish up your yeah. degree um but yeah so things are changing but that's gonna free up some time i I've already been thinking about going to some maybe um, game nights at the local board game shops just because I haven't been able to do that in the past because it's always on like Tuesdays and Thursdays, which were your traditionally working nights. Right. It's just that kind of yeah. thing. So. so so a lot of opportunities. We'll just think of it that way. Yeah. Opportunities you have, have a lot of games left to play this year, so <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Well, we'll just go ahead and end it there. We'll be back next week with episode 112. Chris will be back. We'll talk about what he played. I know he was sending me pictures and texting me throughout his vacation. He got some games in. Um, it looked nice. I think he had a shot where he was like overlooking the beach playing the game. Oh, it looked beautiful. That's, nice. That's, yeah. That's Jealous. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the view from our hospital room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, the first hospital room was beautiful and the second one felt like a coffin. Yes. Ugh. My... I mean, I wasn't really in the hospital rooms as much, but I was my view from the ER. <laughs> Nothing like laying in bed and hearing the fireworks go off <laughs> and not being able to miss it while having a morphine drip and watching uh, HGTV. Yes. <laughs> Lots of Food Network and HGTV. <laughs> oh, my word. I pretty much could repair the whole house and make any dish, pretty much. <laughs> all right i will count on you then <laughs> okay that's getting cut out all right well thanks again for joining us we really appreciate it um, i hope everybody has a wonderful week and can get some games in if you have any questions comments or concerns feel free to reach out to us you'll hear our social media and contact information at the end of the episode but until next week from the games we play i am brian and i'm emily and keep on gaming join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and that's gamesweplaypod at gmail.com.